0: Hello, welcome to this next episode of my podcast. I finally finished my board exams a couple weeks ago and I wanted to do a recap of how things went, some advice I might have, and some just overall thoughts about the experience, especially now that I've gotten some rest. I think the first thing I wanted to address is the idea of like toxic productivity during dedicated and also throughout medical school. Because I think when you get to medical school, you feel like um, I have to maximize everything. Everything is about improving efficiency, doing more, studying harder, studying better, and going trying to increase your speed as much as possible. And I think in the beginning, there is some part of that that you do need to learn to try and increase your efficiency. But eventually, you get to this point where it can be very negative, where all you want to do is focus on productivity for school and for work. And I think if you overdo that you end up burning yourself out a lot faster and you actually end up doing worse rather than looking at it from a more sustainable approach and trying to take restful breaks and enjoy the process of studying instead of making this only about suffering i think most people go through dedicated thinking they have to suffer the most and i i i tried to go into dedicated actually like that thinking I, if i focus only on studying and limit all my distractions, whether it be from family or friends or any other activities and trying to eliminate everything that I would get the most work done. And actually after two, three weeks, like that didn't work out for me. And I had to think about doing something a little bit different because I was actually not improving. So basically I kind of wanted to think about how do I make this process less about suffering and more about enjoyable studying or working hard on a consistent basis, but not um, going too much to the extreme where I'm significantly depressed or unhappy with what I'm doing and I just want to quit. I think if you you push yourself that hard, um, some some people may think that works for them, maybe it does, but I think for a majority of people trying something a little bit different may actually be more useful to them. And I think this idea is kind of related to um, focusing on your own happiness and not putting all your value into just studying or just the score you receive on step one or the medical school you go to or the job you have. I think all of these things about your career can be can get like too intertwined with who you are as a person, and you will feel not valuable if things don't go your way, like you don't get the job you want, you don't get the residency you want. I think it's really hard on yourself to have your career as the only thing about your life. So you want to draw your value from other things, especially just from yourself as a person. And you can have other interests in different things, whether it be music, exercise, whatever it might be, you should have other things that you take value from and ground yourself in, so it's not just about your career. So if you lose that one thing, you have other things going on to worry about, and you have family, you have friends, you have relationships with other people, there's a lot of things that you have that are outside of just your step one score, because life goes on after all of this. So basically from all of this, I kind of just want to say that you should be focusing on your happiness and trying to go through this process of dedicated once you get there for whether it's step one or step two and create a system so where you're doing work consistently but enjoying all the small wins like one day um, you may feel like oh I didn't get as much as I want done but the more you can see every little improvement as something to be happy about like oh I got something a little bit better that I thought I understood but didn't understand but then you figured it out I mean that's a win or you are able to learn additional material, even if it's not a lot about a certain topic you didn't know as well. Like all these little improvements you make by the end of your studying, you're going to have a significant jump from where you started from, but you're not going to see all that on a day-to-day basis. It's going to be on a weekly basis or like on a two-week basis. So you have to trust that if you're improving consistently and working consistently that you're going to make a significant improvement in the end. And another thing is you have to start enjoying the the peaks as well as the valleys. Like some days you're going to be as productive as you want to be and be the most focused and the most concentrated, but other days you may feel like oh well I worked the same amount of hours but I didn't feel like it was as good as usual. And that's just going to happen. And I think the more you pressure yourself making it seem like every day or every minute has to be perfect, the more you're going to be unhappy because you're going to feel like you always miss the mark and let yourself down. So I think like all of these negative thoughts can really build up during dedicated because it's just you put so much pressure on yourself to get the highest score possible and you do want to work hard and you do want to be consistent, but I think you can there's a point that it goes too far and it's very difficult to figure out where that point is and it's helpful to hear from others that you need to be taking a restful break. You need to stop and think about other things and do things that are fun that are outside of studying so when you come back, you can actually focus. Because after I realized I was not getting better, I actually cut back a little bit on studying and spent more time doing some other things and taking some better rest. I felt like that made a significant improvement on how I was doing and I started to enjoy um, my everyday um, question blocks and Anki more because I was not trying to make myself suffer the most or sacrifice the most because that just made me feel unhappy and then that just would spiral into something very negative. Another part about dedicated I think you want to look out for is I think you should really limit talking about your specific scores for other people because you never know where someone else is at, and everyone wants to be doing better than they are. Like, you're gonna have some friends that are scoring very high in the beginning, and they're gonna feel like, oh, I'm not doing good enough. And it's not gonna feel good to hear them complain about their 240, 250, whatever, when you could be lower than that. So, you never know where anybody is, and the best thing to do is just not specifically share. Scores, especially if nobody asked you to because uh, you're going to upset people unintentionally sometimes or they may not want to hear and if you tell them it can make them feel inadequate when they're already struggling. So I think it's just a little bit more courteous to just be vague or not mention specific things unless you both agree that you want to hear it. I think that also helps a lot of negative comparison too because you're going to have some people that just want to share because they want to feel good about where they're at when you're going to have other people who want to share because they are hoping for your success and you're hoping for their success. So it can be very different. Things get very strange during dedicated because of that. And I think that can also continue on into whatever you're going to do in the future. Like if you're applying to certain residencies or jobs and someone... May receive something, so I think you just have to be careful sometimes about how much you want to share, especially if it's not not asked for. I think uh, now I'm kind of want to talk about more about some general um, study tips and organization. First of all, I think I want to say like give yourself enough buffer during dedicated. But I think with anything. You, You think it can be done a lot faster than it can. And I think it's better to give yourself more time and finish and be ready earlier and try and reschedule earlier versus trying to reschedule later. What exactly um, I mean is that let's say you think you're going to be ready in six weeks. I would give your when I schedule something, I'd actually give myself um, seven and a half or up to eight weeks because you're adding in time that. For the days that do not go well or things may come up or you want extra rest or whatever it may be, I think it's better to give yourself extra buffer time than less. And if it turns out that you're ready earlier, I think it's a lot easier to schedule earlier rather than push back. And I think that uh, was really helpful for me because I actually ended up having to push my test. And I know a lot of um, my other friends, they had to do the same thing because they needed more time than they actually thought they would. Another thing you should try and do is really focus on your sleep and make sure all that sleep is deep and restful. Like you don't want to have sleep where you're constantly waking up on and off or you're not getting enough hours. I think most people um, underestimate how much sleep they really need. I think during the school year, I could go with six or seven and I didn't wasn't really that disciplined about it. But I think during dedicated because you really need to focus and concentrate well um, getting eight to even nine hours of good sleep and then waking up rested is like very very beneficial and i think i hope i can try and continue that on throughout um, the school year because i just function a lot better i can think more clearly i don't feel as anxious or overreact to little problems and i think if you sleep well you can recover well and make the most out of your time. The next day, and every day you're studying. And I think part of sleeping well too is um, as you get more sleep, you're gonna need less coffee. And a lot of people use coffee to compensate for the low amount of sleep that they're getting. And I mean, there's a lot of books and research on sleep itself, but I think drinking less coffee and stopping your coffee intake by three or four o'clock is really helpful because actually, if you drink like the, your last cup of coffee or caffeine intake, last like five or six hours after that. So if you stop early enough, you're gonna be tired when it gets to the time you need to, to sleep. Um, the next kind of things I wanted to discuss is um, the importance of questions and how you're balancing questions with Anki. Cause I think uh, on Reddit and in your class throughout the year, like you're so focused on doing more flashcards cause flashcards are giving you the biggest return on your your memory and your understanding and your scores but i think up to a certain point especially for me i kind of struggled with why am i not doing as well as i could be after doing all these flashcards. like i finished most of the big deck we have to do so i felt like i should be much more further along but i think what happens is the deck gives or the flashcards give you the Foundation and basic facts, and if you remember a majority of those facts and have a basic understanding, the questions push you harder because they they have you um, think about the information in multiple different ways and have you make decisions on what is important, what is not important. I think that's why questions become a bigger and more significant uh, effect on your studying once you're in dedicated, even past step one, because you're having to handle multiple different types of information and make more complicated choices at once rather than just answering a single fact or detail. But Anki gives you that way to make sure you're practicing um, those those facts and remembering things long-term. So you really have to balance those things out and not overdo Anki, but then not completely give it up if you can't remember things. So I think after... 2-3 uh, weeks of dedicated study, I actually sus- suspended more than 50% of the Anki deck, and I was really worried about doing that at first because I thought, oh, I'm going to forget all this information, and I think that's kind of not true because due th- through doing the questions, you're going to revisit that information and be and have to recall that again even though it's not through the flashcards, and because you're testing yourself a lot more, that's a way of doing Anki throughout the dedicated period, so you want to focus on the stuff. That you don't know as well and need to get more repetition on through Anki, but not just spend too much time doing it because it's going to take away from your your practice of the the questions. So basically, there just come, be, there comes a point where Anki is not giving as much benefit as questions can be. So you have to be okay with uh, letting some of those go, uh, while keeping up with the stuff that's helping you and. Being very selective about which stuff that you should continue doing because it does take time and it does take energy away from one thing. Because anything you do, you can't do it all. Usually, you have to be um, focusing on what's high value. And I think the more you think of what is the most significant value, instead of what is the hundred like trying to do every single thing, you're gonna get more. Uh, return on doing that and be less stressed because you're not going to have this huge pile of cards to do every day And even on the days you want to rest more So kind of expect that and be okay with that When there just becomes a point when you need to let many of those flashcards go if you're someone that's been doing them for a long time Next I kind of want to point out some things I thought were really beneficial about questions that I think were not really explained to me before uh, I think for me, my main problem was I knew most of the information, but I was still making the wrong choices or getting confused between certain topics. And the only way you're gonna clarify that is through doing the practice questions because they're gonna to have, to have multiple options for you to choose from. They're gonna test you on, well, do you know the difference between like these two things, like polymyositis, dermatomyositis. So you're gonna to have to see like why the answer is a certain way. And I think that's really gonna push your understanding and it's okay to get it wrong because if you realize why it's wrong, you're not going to miss it again in the future. And questions, like I said, can be onky in a sort of way because you're having to recall multiple facts at the same time and make more complex choices. So what Anki is doing is making you recall this information. And this is what the questions are asking you to do as well because they're not going to always give you all the details. And then on top of that, you're going to have to make um, more decisions On the more difficult questions, so uh, don't get so focused on doing Anki and miss the the point of doing the questions because they have a lot more to offer once you get to a certain level of understanding of you're just past the basic facts and knowledge. And another thing is like questions expose all your weaknesses because you're gonna see what topics and what specific facts that you thought you knew but don't know as well. And it's okay to get those wrong because you're trying to figure out what do I not know, what do I do know and I need to improve on those specific things. Another thing is questions will ask you about multiple aspects of a certain disease, like multiple myeloma has different things about it, it has renal insufficiency, has amyloidosis, it has um, like problems with calcium. So you're going to see all these things and try and have to put them all together. And that's what's high value about questions and what Anki has difficulty Trying to synthesize and put together. Because they're just testing you on one individual piece at one time. They're not giving you a whole presentation. They're not giving you a whole scenario to work through in the question stem or in the vignette. And I think overall, how you want to think about it is that if you were asked a question on it, on the test, could you answer it? Could you answer it in a question format? And if you can, that means you know it well. And if you're just going through the motions, memorizing cards, but not really able to synthesize and apply the information that's what can be a big pitfall so just try and focus thinking about things like that and questions are a form of deliberate practice you're forcing yourself to go through the difficulty of testing yourself recalling information and making a choice and then getting feedback from that choice so questions the more questions you do and review well the I think better outcome you're going to have in the future. And I think there's a lot of studies on that too. Like the more deliberate practice you do on something which is focused and purposeful and you're getting feedback from that, the better you're going to perform on the actual exam. Next, I kind of wanted to talk about some of the books and things that we're doing to help with my feeling and process of productivity. I was reading and listening to a lot of self-improvement books about time management, about focus, about concentration, and I didn't really go, I read like five or six books during dedicated, um, which I thought could be kind of a lot when you're trying to just focus on medicine, but I think these books really helped me because they allowed me to see things a different way, and not just, I'm not just trying to get more done, but I'm trying to have a process that's more enjoyable and more sustainable for myself. So I wouldn't feel so stressed out if things didn't go well or I didn't have a good test block that day, but I could see that I'm going on the right path and I'm being consistent. I'm gonna see improvement as long as I follow um what I'm gonna do or supposed to do and trying my best on it. So one of the books I read read was called Effortless by Greg McCune. He also read this very popular book called essentialism but in his new book he is talking about doing the important things but trying to make things easier like ask yourself how can I make this process easy instead of how can I make this harder and I think that's an interesting question because usually you're trying to do the most of medical school you're willing to push yourself the hardest but instead how can I make this not as Challenging or make this have less suffering than it could be, while still getting the same result. And I think that's what led me to being okay with cutting a lot out a lot of Anki cards because I thought, oh, I'm doing all of this, thinking it's helping me, but really it's I'm using it as a crutch to say I'm practicing all these facts, but I'm not testing myself enough and not focusing on the review of the questions enough. So that made me be okay with, oh, I just need to cut this stuff out because it's not helping me anymore, and doing the things that are more valuable. So. Try and ask yourself, like, how can I make this easier? And it's not that you're trying to take a shortcut. You're trying to find a system that is less complicated and has less things that will cause you suffering in the process. Another book I read that I found really interesting was Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport. And what he talks about in his book is... I think most of us kind of know this subconsciously that we're addicted to our phones in different ways. We constantly pick it up and scroll through different feeds, whether it be Twitter, Facebook, Reddit. You're always looking for something new to scroll through because basically it's a habit. Uh, Your brain is just used to pulling down and refreshing to see all this stuff. And it also includes email where you're always wanting this new information and it gives you like a dopamine hit. So... Actually deleting a lot of these social media apps, at least temporarily, really helps your concentration because you, once you take it away, you don't realize how much you're using it subconsciously when you have nothing else to do or while you have important things to do. And it's taking away from um, your focus and concentration on the stuff that you actually find valuable. And that doesn't always apply to studying. That can be with spending time with family or working on different hobbies, playing an instrument, doing exercise. So really deleting a lot of these social media apps and folk, like making it more difficult for you to log in um, helps you really like train your brain to be involved in one task at once and concentrate on it. And what you realize from reading Digital Minimalism and trying to practice some of it is that none of the updates and notifications you get are really that urgent. Nothing really has to be seen or dealt with right away, and if you control what you see and get distracted from, it can really, like I said, help with your focus on certain topics and make you actually feel more free that you're not constantly tied to your phone in some way and waiting for updates. And if you see these updates, especially these emails from work or school, it just kind of stresses you out because there's nothing really you can do with them at the time. It just is another thing that is taxing on your mind that you don't need to see right away. Also, a lot of what you see online or on Reddit, especially, is very overinflated. Like, there's a lot of people that are going to post about how well they're doing, about their high scores, and how they're still worried about their high scores because um, they're already doing pretty well. So, that's going to, if you're not at that point, um, you're going to feel like you should be doing a lot better than you could be. But, anyways, you should be focusing on your own progress, not somebody else's. And a lot of people that are reporting those things online are there's a bias towards people wanting to share things if it's it's good but not sharing things that are more average or like they're going their their process of improving was a lot longer so staying away from all of those posts is a lot better for your mental health so i think overall i kind of want to wrap up some last tips Um, when you're reviewing questions also look at the distribution of the percentages. Like Just because a question is 30% correct doesn't always mean that it's a random low-yield fact. It could mean that people are randomly picking answers because they don't really know how to work through the question, or it's because they're stuck between a few that are very confusing and commonly, commonly confused. So you want to see the distribution of the percentages to see why people are choosing certain answers. And what are the common pitfalls of why they are choosing those incorrect ones? So you can figure out why the, the answer is right for a certain reason. And some other final thoughts are it's okay to make tweaks in your studying every week and to switch things up. A lot of people make a lot of rules like, oh, you're not supposed to do tutor mode. Or you're supposed to only do random. Like It's okay to add little things here and there like do a block of tutor mode or do a set of only cardio questions as long as that's not the only thing you're doing. Because you want to switch things up a little bit here and there and not make things too stale. So then you can stay engaged with your studying as long as you're practicing and overall you're doing random time blocks. As the majority, you can add in other things here and there that are a little bit different or against a lot of the rules people say, don't do this or don't do that. I think you really have to know yourself and know how you study and know how much time you take. Are you a studier that really hyper focuses and needs to be pressured under a very short period of time? Or are you more like me where you don't get burned out as long as you have a steady pace that can go on for longer? So know yourself and don't try and worry about all these other things other people are doing. And by the end of dedicated, just realize that you're going to know more than you ever knew before in all of your first year, all of your second year. You're going to have the most understanding. You're going to remember the most details. And when you take the test, you're going to be at that peak and you're probably not going to be there again for where you would be in step one. So just be, I'm trying to tell myself to be happy with that progress. So practice a lot, do a lot of questions, realize your mistakes, learn why things are wrong, learn why things are right. And you're going to be fine and do the best that um, you can do. And I think that's all we can ask of ourselves during this time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Minimal Med Podcast. Subscribe to my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And check out my website at minimalmedblog.com.